This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch, uh, and tonight we are going to be joined, as ever, by the one and only Danny Baker. Uh, we've also got a guest on, uh, Kane Fortunate. Uh, I'm struggling a bit, Dan. How are you? You good? Never mind me. How's your How's your back or your um, neck or whatever else you've done? I was. I was. Yeah, I was up A and E this morning. I uh, last week I've uh, trapped a nerve or was pinched a nerve in me in my neck. Uh, laying in oh, bed, you've got, got a nerve, yeah, yeah, <laughs> good one. Uh, and woke up this morning, I was in absolute agony, pain all going down my right arm. So I went up there, they've given me loads of tablets. I've got about four tablets to take now, in absolute agony. Uh, yeah, not bad. How was your uh, how was your holiday? Do you know what? It was well, I wish it was holiday. I took the um, took 37 of the kids on from the school to St. Lucia on a cricket tour, which was well, cricket and football, which was excellent, but absolutely knackering. Like, I literally got back on Monday, did the red eye flight over Sunday night. Got back Monday morning, and then um, luckily I had a couple of hours. I just chilled out on Monday, and then yesterday, today, straight back in with a little one. So it's been um, it's been a whirlwind, but it's been amazing. But one of the things that happened on the tour, I've got to ask you about it. April Fool's jokes, right? So we're at we're at the um, hotel, and I've there's there's whispers going around from the kids. I think we should do Mr. Baker. You know, we'll do the sugar and the salt and that nonsense. <laughs> and I went to the other teachers, right, we'll do them. So I've got all the kids to come down half an hour early, get ready for breakfast. And I've just basically have a, one of the hotel staff come over to us and say, look, we're having a, um, some of your kids have been misbehaving or whatever. And I've decided to go mental and kick them all out of the hotel. Like get them out the front, all lined up 37 of them. And as and I'm running over to the phone, pretending that, you know, we've got to move out. We've got, got to get flights to Miami and all this sort of stuff. And the kids have totally bought it. Hook, line and sinker. It's gone on for like 10 minutes. T- talking about, I've got to ring all their parents, etc. Right at the end, we've dropped his April Fool's. The kids have lost the plot. They thought it was the best thing in the world. So my question to you is, have you ever been involved with, on the one side or the other, of a really good April Fool's joke? Does, does that not worry you that they bought it hook, line and sinker, which means that one of them must have been playing up thinking, oh, no, we've been caught here. 
Well, this is the best thing about it. It's like when someone's done £5,000 worth of damage and I want to know what it is. And all the kids are being quiet. And all of a sudden, one kid went, I was was playing rugby out on the grass. That's not £5,000, is it? Someone went, I stayed in someone else's room. And I was like, never mind that. Talking about £5,000 here. Everything's come out. Someone's like, I've got some secret wine gums in my room. It was just like, this is ridiculous. So Uh, we sort of tore it in. And then we eventually, um, yeah, gave up the go. Joe, but any um, any good serial? I did say to my missus the other day, well, I said to her, like, I said, oh, tonight, me and you, I'm going to give you the night of your life. And then she said, wow. oh, yeah, April Fool's joke. Do you know what I mean? I was like, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that wasn't very funny when she I said need that. the night of your life. I've set you out with your mates. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you, give you, yeah. She goes, well, it lasts longer. I but, just uh, love, I just love the fact, like, I think when, I, there's always like the sun or some rubbish paper do a rubbish one, don't they? They always kind of put in some nonsense about, a merger or a player moving or this, that, and the other. Um, but like yeah, the food so... ones where you see like the food ones where some something mad like uh, a lasagna made out of like broccoli or something. You know, I mean, this is coming to Lidl and people kind of buy it and think, oh no, I really want to get it. Do you get what I mean? But April Fool's jokes, yeah, I don't really see much of them nowadays, do we? We didn't, Wimbledon didn't do any. Chris Fox must... still being I'm... in a job is an April Fool's joke, to be fair, but that's out of order. It's past past their first year. Um, But yeah, no, but apart from that, it was good. It was a bit weird, obviously, being so far away. I was desperately, but bizarrely, I think I told you, I bizarrely was watching the St. Lucia national team and Terrell Thomas was playing for him. Yeah, I I told you he got released by Charlton, but he did, and then he's back there now. He's back there. So, because I was out out there and I was, he was, our kids were like monsters. They were like getting all the kit of the St. Lucia players. And I saw him and I didn't even know he was playing. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like Terrell. He, was like, he just looked. I was like, I'm Wimbledon fan. He was like, all oh, right. And I kind of had a chat with him. And did you say to come him. on the podcast? I did actually. And he, yeah. I said, look, you know, this is our podcast. Let us know. And he kind of messaged me back saying, yeah, yeah I'm king. Um, so he cool. he would definitely, I think, come on. But he was lovely. Um, but it was a bit, yeah, it was just a bit mad of going halfway across the world and then all of a sudden seeing Terrell Thomas playing national mm. football. I was like, what the hell's going on? Um, yeah. But no, it was good. But I didn't see any of the football, which is a bit of a, a nightmare. I was desperately trying You're to lucky. watch it, but. There's a like five-hour difference. Well, let's, so let's, bring, let's bring our guest in. Kane, how are we? Are you good? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, well, other than me neck and me right arm not working. Which... Kane, any any um, April Fool's jokes of yours that live out, stand out? Um, yeah, I think Chris Gunter was voted player of the year. Um, <laughs> no, apart from that, no. <laughs> well, that's a nightmare, isn't it? Coach Chris of the year. Well, Halloween. It'll, be, it'll be coach of the year soon. Yeah, what is going on with that? Didn't he go over to Wales or something daft? So he missed last few games because he got offered a chance to go coach with Wales, which was apparently written into his contract. Well, it was already pre-agreed. People think it was agreed at the start of the season. Uh, so he must yeah. have known he was going to retire before the World after after the World Cup. He must have known. Well, to me, it's just been a it's a jobs for the boys, and that's why he's been signed for us. Johnny Jackson's friend, as I said before, he weren't good enough for Charlton when Johnny Jackson was manager there. So why was he good enough for us? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it seems like a mate was doing him a favour, got him a job, played a little bit, and then yeah, he's gone off to do coaching with uh, thing. Apparently for the game against Rochdale, he weren't in the squad. He weren't picked to be in the squad by Johnny Jackson. So a lot of people said they don't want to ever see him again. I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Uh, Danny, you missed the Walsall game. Can you obviously, did you, you, you were there, you were in the Kappa stand. I was Great late. performance. Well, it, do you know what it was? But I think it's because we've seen so many bad ones. Yeah. Well, was it we, as good? We, was it as good? Or was it just the fact that it was less bad than others? No, we were good. We started on the front foot. 
Wood, he had a header on target that went, I think, over the bar or saved. We just looked up for it. It looked like an old Wimbledon performance, but they were a big team, Walsall, big physical team, but we did play well, but then we I, revert back to character within, what, three days? Yeah, I did say before after the Walsall game, I think a lot of Wimbledon fans were overreacting. You obviously you had the ones... The, the happy clapper brigade, as people call them, going on social media saying, oh, look, we're all the moaners now. A lot of people didn't go to the Walsall game as well. They they chose not to because, obviously, we've been so bad recently. And I did say a lot of people were overreacting with regards to how good we were and not realising how bad Walsall were. Walsall only won. I think their form's worse than us. I think they've drawn more games really? than us. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're re- mate, they were the worst team I've seen in a long, long time, Walsall. Oh, wow. And they didn't have a shot against us, Dan. And I said to... Because we, you know, obviously doing a podcast, you speak to other podcasts. Yeah. I said to the Walsall podcast, how bad are you lot that you haven't even had a shot on target against us? We had Nathan, I said, we've got our reserve goalkeeper in, in thing. We're missing so many players. Uh, we missed a bullet uh, not signing Stevens as well. He looks about four stone overweight uh, and getting Ali in instead. Or I think we were meant to get both. But yeah, Walsall were really, really bad. They're still on a really bad run of form now. So... Yeah, was really. it the same same sort of lineup? One up front, two holding midfielders, that sort of thing. Yeah, pretty much. As as Kane said, we pretty much come out on the front foot and we played. I thought we played well. Uh, I won't get in too over the top about it. I did ask a question the next day regarding Johnny Jackson's job because everyone was overreacting and people were saying, "Yeah, Johnny Jackson should stay. We should give him the summer." But then we get to Rochdale, Kane, and what what happened? We play one up front against Rochdale. Which was a bad decision, in my my opinion. Mate, mate, look, we were shocking. Rochdale was as bad as I've seen all season. So everyone got excited, like I said, because we started well against Walsall, beat them. What is Johnny Jackson doing against a team that's bottom of the league, playing one up front? We had absolutely nothing that day. And we've lost to all the teams in and around us. Crawley, Rochdale. We're playing Harrogate, aren't we, coming up? this weekend yeah. or Friday. I think the, the game we beat them at home, if we'd lost that, Jackson wouldn't have been there. Because if you remember, Davison scored, I think, did we score two? Yeah, right he scored a great left foot, left foot volley, didn't he? With about three minutes ago. But the point is, Rochdale, there was absolutely nobody. The only one I rated, funny enough, was Pearson who come on. He was really okay. good. He, yeah. he was quick, created something. I don't understand why Jackson doesn't fancy him. He doesn't play him or start him enough. Curry, I don't understand why Brown came on. Mm-hmm. Don't get that because Curry bombs forward. He gives you a different option. And and Woody, I think as we've spoken about, when he come off, he didn't want to come off. Well, what's interesting though is that I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but we've had 15 shots at goal, like from a, a completely uh, like I said, from someone who didn't watch it, having 15 shots at goal doesn't sound particularly bad but I'm still with you Lee I don't quite understand why we've got two holding midfielders against the team bottom of the league yeah considering that we've just beaten Walsall we play really really well I presume I don't I just don't quite understand my my problem with it is we've got six we were saying we've got six games left do you know what I mean so Rochdale would have been seven games left we're not going down right so I don't know why we're playing just one like as as Kane said about Pearson there's some reason that he don't fancy him. It's either he doesn't like him as a person or he just doesn't think he's that good. I, I think he does stuff when he comes on. Looks quite exciting. And, and I'm disappointed he's not getting more minutes. My mate who went, uh, Gary Saxby, old big fat head, uh, Flash, 
he doesn't go a lot of Wimbledon games. And he got tickets and went and said, "I can't believe you bought Casey McIntyre off. He was one of your better players." I quite I mean? like him. I've always I've liked all of his games to be honest. Uh, I can't believe he came off. Can't believe you bought Jack Curry off. And yeah, we were. Yeah. So I, where's I, Davison? Is Davison injured? They remember remember the, a couple of weeks ago when I said Davison was out for the season. Yeah. And I got absolutely ripped to pieces, right? Mm-hmm. But then he played a couple of games after that. And everyone said, well, he ain't out, is he? He's not injured. He looked injured in them two games. And I think if it weren't, do you know what I mean? We should have, we, he, he was injured then. And I, he is injured now. He went on his little city break to Paris. Yeah. And hopefully he's that. come back refreshed. I don't know if he's training again. I know Lee Brown's back and who else was back there? And other why day. isn't El Hamadi starting as well, by the we way? We did, to be fair. He has just come back from playing in Russia and going to uh, Iraq. It's okay. a lot of travelling. I know he came off the bench and scored against Walsall, and you don't. Oh, he was on the bench against the Walsall as well. He was. He scored against Walsall. He made it two. Yeah. Came on for about ten minutes, and I know you don't want him breaking down, but I'd rather see Quayne Bartley or David Fisher play if we haven't got Davison or thing at the moment because we are. They're both awful. They're not going to be League Two footballers, in my opinion. But right. if they're part of the squad now, we're not going down, and we're playing Rochester at home. Go to him, look, kid. Quain Bartley, go and show me that you can be a League Two footballer. Kane, what did you want to say, mate? I just, well, reiterate what you're saying. It sort of cut out, but I don't understand from Johnny Jackson's point of view what we're setting up against the bottom of the league team because they really weren't that good. I mean, the goal they scored was a good goal. But if we'd got at them straight away like we did Walsall, I think we'd have done them two or three nil. But we just didn't set off on the right foot. It looked poor. What's happened to Amani Little? He looks like a different player at the minute. He doesn't look like he's at it. Chis, to me, looks very leggy. And I feel that's the same what's happened with Davison. Davison does a lot of running, but he doesn't score many goals for us. Well, the um, funny one... Not... Sorry, Kate. The funny one for me at the moment is, uh, Dan, you probably, probably missed this, and it was talked about on the debrief, is that uh, Woodyard got subbed off. Uh, right. And when he went to go off, apparently he, he looked like, where's my applause? I'm your club captain. Why are people not applauding me? Looking round, and everyone's just like, "You're like, you haven't done nothing, mate." Slight clap, and then he just slowly walked off the pitch. We're losing one 0 at this point, and he slowly then wandered off the pitch. Came. What was your opinion on that? So literally, probably I'm about 15 yards away from. He literally took an age to take the armband off, um, stood there, posed for about 10 seconds, looked around, and quite a few of the Kapistan were just screaming at him to get off and keep going because we were losing. I just don't know if that was aimed at Johnny Jackson or the crowd, but he's he's not had a good season, as we all know. You know, no, so I just not don't really. understand. When we're losing, you've got to get off. But get that's off the captain. That's the captain. So his attitude should be right. I'm, I'm being subbed off. There must be a reason for it. Give the armband to Will, whoever's on the pitch at the time, and get off. The one that is funny at the moment for me as well is uh, Marsh. Marsh, I think, knows that he's being released at the end of the season. And has now turned up for the for the remainder of the season and started playing really well. Do you know what I mean? And I think he knows that his contract's running out at the end of the season. He wants either a new deal with us or he wants he's he's putting himself in the shot window because I think the last two performances he's played really well. Can I ask about a couple of the players who have been coming in? So Broom, Agondir and Pierre. My dad said that Pierre was quite decent on Saturday. He, said he thought he was quite good and looks to be fitter. Just curious as to how Ogandir and Broom have been getting on in the last couple of games. I thought Pierre, Pierre's, Pierre was awful. Where was the game he was awful? I think you were there that, for that one, Dan. Yeah. Uh, Walsall, he looked really good with Will. I think you're right there. Where he, 
I don't get why he won't get in minutes beforehand. Remember, we were saying about Pierce was playing Saturday, yeah. Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and he's going to break down. And then what happened? He broke down. Uh, Pierce should have been coming on and playing minutes. He did look unfit. Now he's getting fitter. The man looks like a man mountain. Ogundia, I really like. think he looks brilliant. Okay. Has he been playing as, right, yeah? Yeah, he's not as good as Bilal. But we said before, them two at right back, battling it out for first and second place, brilliant. Gunter, see you later, mate. You're no more. Uh, Broom, he's nowhere near it, unfortunately. Really? Nowhere near good enough. Yeah, against, uh, I think you were there anyway for that game where we came out for crosses and yeah. against, uh, who were we playing? Uh, Barrow away. Uh, yeah, for me, he's just, he's. Uh, we need to sign a new goalkeeper in the summer who's really going to push uh, Zanev uh, for first choice because that's not Broom at the moment. Is Kane, that fair, fair Kane? I think so. I didn't see, obviously, I don't go away, but he was good against Walsall. He pulled off a weldy at the end. because He we pulled off two world good saves. Yeah, I'll give you that. But he hasn't done enough. And to me, we should be looking at Glenn Morris. He was, I think, a free from Crawley to Gillingham. Yeah. Really, really experienced, older keeper, but really good. But Ogundiri, I really like him. He's got legs, gets up and down the pitch. Yeah. And who was the other one we mentioned? Oh, Pierre. I was interested yeah. in Pierre. Pierre, first two games, he looked like he had cement in his boots. Yeah, he was horrendous. He looked, he looked really overweight, didn't he? He's mm. a tank, though, isn't he? But the, I'll be honest, the last game at Walsall, he did all right, and then Jackson stuck him up front, which I don't get. But yeah, that's the that's the mad thing as well. I wanted to say to you, Danny. Obviously, you missed it, but we were losing one 0 with Rochdale. We've got Quinn Bartley and David Fisher on the bench as strikers, and he puts uh, Pierre up front to try and oh, win wow. the game. And this is why I think people now have had enough of Johnny Jackson. Because there's only there's so much you can say about injuries. Do you know what I mean? There's so much you can say about his nice hair. But at the end of the day, he's tactically out of his depth. But you he, say that, right? You do say that. But maybe the, the, the Fisher and Bartley, they're just nowhere near it. And that, so why have him in the squad gonna, then? Well, it, well, maybe we haven't got anyone else. I mean, we're literally threadbare enough as it is. I've looked through the squad against Rochdale. I've looked at the bench and I've got... Bendel, Griffith, Jenkins. Uh, Jenkins scored, didn't he, against Barrow, if Jenkins I remember right? very, very good against Barrow. So he's, been, he's a little bit unlucky. The other thing that, well, we'll talk about later, but it's just interesting bringing Bendel back, not picking Marsh over him. I presume there's, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit later in terms of small time. My, my but... thing about you, you just said about Bartley and Fisher not being good enough. I think everyone can probably agree that, that that's probably is the case. Yeah. But our manager had them in the squad and around the squad at the start of the season. He had them on the bench when we had full squad. Do you know what I mean? Before injuries. So before the yeah. excuse had come out regarding injuries, we had them in the squad. So he obviously rated them then, realised how unfortunately they, they, they needed to go off and get loans because they weren't going to be playing every week. Uh, and then they've come back. We've had to pull them back. But yeah, we've there's that Yabara in the youth team that could have come in. He, he came on against Barrow. Do you know what I mean? You, 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 it's, it's Johnny Jackson. I mean, to be fair though, there's no Bartley or Fisher on the bench against Rochdale. Were they not on the, even on the no, bench? Not oh, on the bench at all. You've got Hamadi, Pierce, and Brown. Jayasimi came back on. Yeah, Jayasimi. Bendall, Griffith, and Jenkins. So there was we no did, other. We had no strike on the bench. I didn't. No, I, that's my well, fault. Had... I didn't even know that. So it's me talking absolute nonsense. Well, it uh, was nonsense. Yeah. So maybe you just <laughs> apologise to Johnny Jackson now. Well, I'm not apologising to him. Well, what well, you should do? Cause Sam just because you got trapped nerve doesn't mean that you can't apologise. Well, well, you trapped your apology in there, is it? He's getting on my nerves, but. Uh, I, I want Johnny Jackson to go. I don't think we need to keep him anymore. Uh, I think he should be sacked. You're now. not, you're not, there's not enough, um, uh, mitigating factors for you in terms of injuries and the like. You think 
because ultimately it's not really a case of whether he's good enough now. It, frankly, it's are we going? Is he going to be the guy moving forward in the summer? Isn't it really? I, I, the problem I've got, and I'll ask Kane the question as well, is the, and we we spoke about on the debrief is that people say you can't keep sacking managers. Well, you can if they're coming and they're not very good. I agree. And, and I, I, I think that's a nonsense thing. That is. And I've also got this feeling that I don't think Johnny Jackson really wants to be. I don't think he's ever really wanted to be here. He was using us. He thought he was going to come in, smash League Two to bits. We'd be up and amongst it uh, because when he came in, he said we, he's looking for promotion, a young manager. And then he thought, oh, brilliant. I can then use that to go to an Oxford or somewhere like that. Yeah. And it hasn't worked out for him. And he's actually looked pretty. What do you, where, where are you at, Kane? Where do you sit with the whole Jackson debate? Well, unfortunately, I was in that camp of we're sacking too many. But yeah. look, football is all about results. And Johnny Jackson has consistently not got them. So on that basis... He's got to go, I think. It's so odd because, like, I, I understand what people are saying and it's difficult because you don't want to keep sacking managers. But the fact is, if the guy ain't good enough, keeping him is a complete waste of time. So you you, you have to kind of go through a number of managers till you find the one that just fits. And sometimes, you'd, some days, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. You just have to work forward. And I, like I said, as, as Lee will tell you, I've never quite been properly in the Jackson camp. But go on, Kane. I don't think we're any better. I think we're worse than last season. EFL 1 had some good teams. EFL 2, with respect to all of them that play, a pretty average stroke crap. Yeah. You got in El Hamadi. That's a real bonus for me. I'm not convinced about Davison as a goal scoring forward, but no. he couldn't help all the people going in January and the injuries. But what? tell me, what is our style of play? I don't know. I don't know. And what are our tactics? Because he's an ex-pro. Why can't he put the team into a shape when we're 1-0 up to defend the lead? That's got to be basics. And he can't seem to do it consistently. But for me, I think he's been unlucky with the Davison injury because I think Davison and Al-Hamadi would work really well with each other. Davison would do all the leg work and Al-Hamadi would score the goals. And Davison would pick, like he has, he scored nine this year. So he'd pick a few goals up as well and we're scoring goals then. Uh that's where I think he's been unlucky, but I agree with you, Ken, with regards to his tactics and stuff. The fact that he's making subs on the 85th and the 89th minute is really poor sometimes. And I just think I've had enough. And and, and Danny, you know, Ken, you, with the jobs that we do, and people say, I think it was Mick Dore, he, he runs a pub at the Alex. You get people that come in, they send a really good CV, and you think, oh, that looks good. Let's get them in for an interview. They interview really well because they know how to talk. Most salesmen do it really well. Do you know what I mean? I've worked in many customer service jobs where you think, ah, the hell have they got this job? And they've been the best interviewer in the world. And they get the job. And when they start doing it, you think this they're awful. And then you get rid of them. And I think that's the problem with Johnny Jackson. I just think he's tactically out of his depth. I think he's really, he's an, he didn't do that great at Charlton. Charlton fans couldn't wait to get rid of him. I can't wait to get rid of him. Uh, and I just hope, I my problem is, uh, if you read the Craig Cope interview, you speak to Danny Macklin, we are planning with Johnny Jackson next year. Yeah, I think we are, that was that him. was my that was my one thing is that it looks like Craig Cope's come up with a a master plan of how we're going to do it, and it's with Jackson involved. So if you are all of a sudden going to, but this is where it this is where the whole context of managers and coaches come in. If he's a coach, then it, it doesn't matter. They would have come up with a design, and the coach comes and works with the players that you've got. If it's a manager, he's deciding the style of play and everything else. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm I'm a I haven't really ever warmed to him, to be honest with you. But I don't, I don't really see the point of sacking him now. I, I, I would, it's for me, it's the end of the year. But I, I like I said, I just, 
I'm, I'm with Kane. I haven't quite seen enough of anything apart from that little run of games where, let's be honest, we had a Sal who was brilliant and we we kind of managed to pick up a few results. But apart from that, I haven't I haven't seen enough, unfortunately. So you know me, though. I'm a very fickle football fan. So obviously I didn't warm to him. What, what gives that away? Then I then I really did warm to him, obviously, and said, like, give him a 10 You got onto the JJ train, didn't you? JJ you, train. You were straight on the JJ now train. Now I'm back on the Johnny Jackson train. We don't call him JJ. His hair's shit. And that's it. But well, no, no, you can't ever. No matter what you say, you can't say his hair shit, Lee. Well, I can't say anyone's hair shit, really. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> I'm bald as they come, but yeah, I just, I'm, I'm really, and I, I get frustrated, Wimbledon fans, because there, there's no, no one's given me a reason why we should keep Johnny Jackson. That's the problem I have. There's no, yeah. there's no way. No one's coming up with ideas of. They just keep saying you can't keep sacking managers. We don't want to be like Watford. Well, you, you can if they're not good enough. And as Kane said, we're in a. A really, this league is really poor. We're in a worse position where we could finish as low as what eighteenth, nineteenth this year. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about it in a minute when we move on and talk about the small targets. But I just want to see some accountability for this season and say who who is to blame then? Is it Mick Buckley for appointing Johnny Jackson? Is it Mick Buckley for not giving him enough money in January when we should have been pushing for the playoffs and we sold one of our best players and got rid of the the other one? Unfortunately, got sold uh, who weren't our player Taylor, but. Do you know what I mean, who is a, we have to look and go, this is a really bad season. And that's what annoys me the most with Wimbledon is we just clap and go, yeah, our next season will be better. Where we don't actually look at it and go, we can't keep having these fucking really bad seasons. This season's really bad. And, and, and Wimbledon fans are just sitting there going, yeah, but we'll get, it'll be better. You can't, it's, we're 15th in League Two, getting beat by Rochdales and Crawleys. Crawley lost 4 1 the other day to Mansfield. Look, I'm going to go on a rant in a minute, but. Yeah, we, no, I'm not stopping you. You carry mate, on, mate. It's league two. You this league is poor, and we played three or four good games in it. But you can't just have three good games and everyone go mad and get hard-ons over it. I think the, dis- the, the the disappointing thing is that the league, as Kane said, the league is poor. There's not a lot of great peeps, great teams in there, and we should. We have, and again, this is where the or I think the the main problem is we've got aspirations to be bigger and better and higher than than where we are. And unfortunately, that's where the cock-up is, is that if we just accepting the fact that we're a League 2 team, I don't think this happens. But because we got relegated, because we felt like we had the opportunity to bounce back, we must be the lowest but, of, the, of the four, surely. We'll, we'll move on to small targets in one second. I'll say one more thing before we move on. Just like, one more thing. <coughs> excuse me. One of my mates made a point the other day. You haven't got any mates. <clears throat> the managers yeah. before us, even Robbo, Robbo gave us good five or six games and I reckon that's to do with more with the Chelsea coach that we had and once he left we've gone spiraling him down but managers before all gave us a moment all gave us that excitement in one game where we've come back and won from being 2-0 do you know what I mean yeah I think this season we've not had one bit of excitement except for maybe all in at home which was not exactly exciting was it <coughs> I'm gonna die you, here man. So, yeah I'm gonna say you died you chosen on Johnny Jackson do you know what I mean like Wally gave us excitement the great escape Glynn gave us a bit of excitement Robbo even gave us a bit of excitement Neil Hardley gave us excitement I've had nothing with Johnny Jackson I'm just fucking bored of it and I know a lot of people and a lot of people are now staying away they're not why going don't to you, games why don't you just say how you feel rather than hiding it right we'll move on when we come back we're going to be discussing small targets the players management and club till the end of the season what we expect to see till that last game against Grimsby. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Uh, we're back and we're going to be discussing the small targets up until the end of the season. So what we expect the players, the management and the club to do from now till Grimsby away. Uh, Danny, you this was your kind of topic. You wanted, you had a few of these earlier when you were discussing it. What what do you expect now from mainly the what do you expect from the players? Because well, I want well, first to... things first is all the all the content on this podcast is down to me. I'm the I'm the think tank. I'm the brains of the operation. You just turn out. I'm Batman. You're Robin. Yeah. Let's just keep remembering that. Well, no, no, no. I'm Batman, mate. You're definitely okay. Robin. I'll, I'll, I'll be Catwoman. We. Um, I, I saw. Sorry, just quick because we said about. You asked like, me a question, and I'm just. I was no, no, but, wanna, it, but I, you've yeah, now but butted in, so I'll just back down again. With with the players, one. There was a list the other day. I don't know if you see it of the players that are coming to an end of their contracts. Did you see? No, it? Did, no I didn't see it, mate. Too busy well, working. So, have you got? Have you got? They are. And, and um, is, this, is this a genuine list, or is this a list that someone's kind of told you, which is may or may not be true? It may or may not be true. It was a list okay. that was on uh, social media. Okay. Someone tweeted out regarding the players. So Lee Brown was on there, but that's not. We got Lee Brown again next season, unfortunately. So the list is Chris Gunter, George mm-hmm. Marsh, Ethan Chislett, Aaron Pierre, Villa, Dylan Adji Hershey, David Fisher, Luke Jenkins, Isaac Ogundiri. Elliot Bolton, Kwaku Frimpong. So I just wanted to give you that list before you start talking about small targets because for the youngsters, it is trying to get their face in there to say, look, I don't want to be released or anything. And mm-hmm. so. Well, I didn't know that list. Um, but I think I think primarily from a from from my perspective, um, I'm, we've got six games to go. I, I'm looking at three th- three wins worth nine points as a minimum. I think that gives us fifty-five. And I think I'd 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 want us to be us to aspire to be higher than sixteenth. I feel like we should be aiming at twelfth, which is five points away, which is Doncaster. So for me, a small target would be to get to fifty-five points, which I think is not brilliant, but I think that's that that will probably get us around the twelfth, thirteenth mark. I think that's probably a fair shout. Would that be a fair target? Do you think? Yeah, and what do you think? Do you think that would be what? What, what do you think regarding that? And what what is your targets now for them players? Kane, what, what do you reckon? Kane, what's your what do you think? We're on forty six now. We've got six games to go. What do you think? We're sixteenth. Just to give you some context, we're four points off thirteenth, and we're five points off eleventh. So, where do you think we should aim to get to, or what would be a a, a half decent finish for us? Right. If we could get to 12, I've always thought that all season. That's about where we are, 12 to 15. I think we're second out of all the four that went down. The Donny above us, Doncaster Rovers, I think. Did they go? Yep. If we could finish above, we've got, I don't think we've got nine points in us. So Doncaster were 12 and they got relegated, obviously. Then it then it's yep. us. Crew were one below, and Gillingham, obviously, who came with us as well, there on nineteenth. I think I think I think twelve is quite ambitious, but I don't see if you get a couple of if you, I mean if you get a back to back win, then you're flying. But I, I don't really know whether we've got it in us. But if you think that we're playing what Harrogate who are twentieth, Salford a playoff promotion. We've got Grimsby last game of the season who are right by us. We've certainly got the the the, the opposition to potentially play. I don't feel like we haven't got. Have you got? We haven't got Rochdale, Hartlepool, Crawley, Colchester. So a lot of the teams who are in and around us, we've got a lot of guys who are sort of Mickey Mousing in the middle. Um, but Leeds, think we got it? Do you think we can get three wins from now until the end of the season? And is that a fair reflection of our season? Would it? Would it go over? Are we? Are we not a twelfth? 
I, I, I think three, three wins is going to be hard to get. You said four wins, didn't you, or three? I said three. I said three wins. I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be tough yeah. to get because I, I can looking at the fixture list. I can only see us winning possibly Friday against Harrogate, uh, Tranmere, uh, and maybe if we got to Grinsby in the last game and win, win up there. But uh, other than that, we've got Salford who are up there. We've got Stevenage who are flying and need to yeah. win to get automatic. Who else have we got? We've got Swindon who are a decent side as well. That'd be one of the other ones I'd be looking to win. So I think we'd be pushed. I think three is a target that the, the players in the squad should be aiming for. Definitely. <laughs> yep. uh, then three, I've just named Swindon, Harrogate and Tranmere. Even Grimsby's winnable game. I Yeah, I think we need to be putting in... I think it's more to do now with performances. Yeah. And, and, and as I said, them players who are out of contract, you think, what? Chislett... Do you know what I mean? Even if he doesn't want to sign for us, he wants to put himself in that shop window to say to a Gillingham or someone like that, look, come and get me next season, I'll come play with you, which I wouldn't be unhappy with him going anyway, so I'm not too fast. But I what about goal? I mean, I Davison's on nine, Hamadi's on seven, Chislett's seven. We surely need a we Wimbledon should have a player that scores double figures goals, surely to Christ. I it's funny for me because I think Ali will I think Ali will get double figures. Which is mad considering he only signed in January. Do you know what I mean? He looks and, and he started now, on the wing. And he started on the wing. Now we've put him in the position that me and you said. It's like everyone listens to the podcast and then acts on it. Do you know what I mean? Because we were like, this is mad, him playing on the wing. Now he's up front scoring goals. Uh Davison, me and you we said uh, a few months ago that I thought Davison would end up getting fifteen goals, which he's yeah. gonna get nowhere near he's that. Never now, knowing but, that. but then this he got injured, so you kind of got to rule that out what I said then. Oh, of course you do, yeah. Do you know what I mean? If he got injured. Of course. Uh, well, so so that's you know, because he got injured, that means that I'm right, but not really, because Yeah. I think Ali Ali's gotta be I reckon Ali's gotta be targeting at least what? He's on seven now, yeah? You I mean ten's fair. One in one in two I reckon for the he, last three. If I was him as a striker, you've got to be looking at ten to twelve goals by the end of the season. Which would be fantastic and give us a lift. Up. What we need as well is we need some wins, we need some momentum, and that's what we thought we had after Walsall. We were going to get Correct. some momentum. Walsall, Rochdale, Harrogate. You think, oh, they're three winnable games, and we haven't. We need to get some momentum for next year. Kane, what do you think? Al Hamadi, I'd put my house on. He'll end up top scorer. Um, we just don't score enough that we full stop. No. That's the issue. If he doesn't play, who scores? Um, I think. We win against Harrogate. I don't know where the rest of the points are coming from, as you said. A lot of these teams have got stuff to play for. What yeah. Wimbledon comes up? A big, big one for me is I'd like Johnny Jackson to actually come out and say, look, this season's been poor. This is what we're going to be looking at next year. And this is what I'm going to be doing to to build. And, and do you know what I mean? This is going to be our style of play. I just think every week he comes up with excuses. And I'd like to see, as we said, with six games to go, him go, actually, that it hasn't been good enough this year. And actually be honest and say it hasn't been good enough. We are going to be, players will be leaving. We will be looking at signing players. Because some that list that I've got there, then players, the Chris Gunters and things, that I still think Pierce might retire at the end of the season. There, there's a lot of money there. Would you be in. playing those players, Lee? Like, you know, the players on your list. Are there any ones in particular that you're thinking, come on, mate, you've got six games, go and save your career. Or, you know, are you just going, do you know what, what will be, will be. Are there any ones in particular that you're like, go on, you've got six games, go and show me that you want to play. I, I think that's the reason why Marsh is playing quite well at the moment, is that he's knows his contract's up and he's either trying to get a contract with us or put himself in the window. Uh, I think Aaron Pierre 
might be looking at it and going, look, I really want to sign for Wimbledon. He obviously is local because he was at Sutton. I doubt he wants to move too far. Chislett, I think Chislett's gone anyway, and I'm not too fussed about that. Really? Me, yeah, I don't think he's that great. I've always said he's not. He scores a couple of free kicks. But season. we're not. We're not going to release it though. Like, like he he will sign for another club. We will put an offer for, in for him, won't we? You don't think we? You I, think we're going to release I think, him? I think we'll we'll offer him a contract. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I just wouldn't be too fussed if he left. If if it turned so around, if we offer him a contract. You think he'll go? He'll wait for someone else. Yeah, I do. Uh, Ogundir, I'd like to see offered a contract. House owning Billa, obviously, we need to give him a contract. Uh, other than that, on that list, Lee Brown is on the list, but I understand he's still got next year, which is disappointing. The others, Frimpong, uh, Luke Jenkins is another one I'd like to see offered. Frimpong, Bolton, Fisher, Hershey, unless they're costing us absolute peanuts and they're costing us hardly any money, then keep them. If they're going to cost us more money, if we could get, if we could get one or even two players for them four, I'd take it all day long for their wage. Even just one player over them four, I'd take it. And is there any other? Is there any players you feel? Let's ask Kane. Any players in particular in the squad that you like? Do you know what the next six games we need, we want to we want to see you? Whether it's for next year or for other reasons? Anyone in particular like you know what? From now on, I want a six-game run for this particular person. I'll give Bendel. I'll give him three or four games because yeah, he's been on been on that alone to Eastbourne. It's, it's yep. not the hate. It's not the hate Woody show, but Woody's not doing it. Will Will Johnny have enough about him to drop him this week? He won't, but he's taken him off a couple of times, which is a big statement. Give but him one of games. I do feel for Johnny Kane on the fact that you know if he if he clearly doesn't think that um, Alfie Bendel's good enough, and he doesn't pick him. But we lose games because he makes a mistake or two. He'll just JJ will get absolutely shot down. People are going to shoot. I'm ready to fire him. I disagree. Anyway. Yeah, you I, think? I agree with Lee. So you reckon if you play Alfie Bendel and he has an absolute shocker and we lose two 0 both cock ups from Bendel, that you feel in some ways that's going to help Johnny Jackson over not. I, I I I yeah I think that if he went with say more like the youth like we said the other day, I think if he played Bendel over Woodyard and we lost two 0 and Bendel had a bad game. I think you have to then stick with Bendel the week after as well. Though. You can't just throw him to the wolves and go, right, you're out now. I think, and I think people would lay off Johnny Jack. I think he should have done it three or four games ago. Do you know what yep. I mean? Like okay. he did it about Luke Jenkins coming and played really well, scored a goal. Do you know what I mean? And these players are then going, look, look at me. And also we've we got to look at it that Bendel comes in and has a really good game, Danny. And then says to Johnny Jackson, look, I'm here and everyone will go. I, I think that does Johnny Jackson no favours at all. If he, I think that's why he might not be picking him in case these kids come in and show Johnny Jackson up. Because then everyone will go, well, Johnny Jackson, what have you been doing? What We've got these kids here. You're playing Woodyard who don't really give a shit. And you've got Alfie Bendel who who looks decent. I, I, I don't know the fuss about Bendel because I haven't seen enough of him play. Do you know what I mean? I don't think yeah. a lot of Wimbledon fans have either. Do you know what I mean? There's a big thing about Bendel and things but no one's really seen him play regularly 90 minutes for 10-15 games a season because he hasn't played it but you don't know until you play him Kane, is there any other players on that on the list or any players that you think right I, I really want you to step up now to the end of the season Jack Jack Curry's one for me I really want him to improve because he's gone right off it a little bit do you, do you think though with Jack Curry Lee that something's already been done and we're not aware that's my gut feeling because he's never been right since all that speculation. Well, we need him to be right because we need to sell players at the end of the season, no matter what happens, because that's what got said on the uh, 
the PLC minutes and stuff. And not, I don't know if it's the PLC minutes, but we have to sell a player pretty much every season. To he's to... definitely been off form though. There's no he, doubt. Yeah. Since 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 that January window, but it's because they they are going to be off form though. These young kids, they're not going to play forty games a season and be mm-hmm. flying every week. So, as a club and as a fan base, we have to understand. And I I don't mind Curry's and the Billers being off form in a couple of games here and there. I can live with that. Do you know what I mean? I can't live with the Woodyards walking off the pitch waving like he's fucking royalty. Do you feel though that that Bristol City are going to come back in for him? Considering I, I that think he's, he's had a very, very, very mediocre second half of the season. Or do I you agree. Think with, that... I agree with Kane. I think he's already off. Okay. I think I think a deal's been done somewhere or another, and I think we're going to get what we want, and he'll go and be happy. Yes, Kane. Quick question: What are your thoughts on Brown coming on? Because Curry all day is mustard. You know, Brown coming on, his legs are gone. I don't understand why he's taking Curry off. He's not where he was pre-Christmas or pre-January, but he's still on his on his day, even off form. He's better than Brown, in my opinion. I've I, I really gone off Lee Brown. I really don't like him. I'd love to have his contract finished at the end of the season. I hope we do. Uh, we signed him on a two-and-a-half-year deal. So that I, what gets me with our club, and this is one of the things in the next game I really want us to improve on for next season, as well, Danny, I don't know how you feel regarding this. Is our contracts to players? We don't seem to give the young players long enough. Billa is out of contract at the end of the season. Seems mad. Uh, but when we end up giving like the old boys, like Woodyard, two and a half deal, uh, Brown, two and a half years, Marsh is on, he was on a couple of years. Do you know what I mean? I just don't get it while we're Lee Brown. Everyone knew he was coming to us, not really on it anymore. That's why he's coming from Portsmouth. He hasn't been on it, he doesn't look great. And now we've got him for another year next season when we could do him without him. To be honest, though, when we signed him, I thought he was going to be decent. I generally did. I mean, I remember him scoring against us over there. And I just, yeah. I, I thought it's it, the contract situation is so hard. Unless you do the, like, you know, you do the do the 18 months with the, oppo- with the option, which a lot of Premier League teams do. The contract situation is rough. But he's definitely been, for me, one of the most disappointing signings we've made in recent years in terms of came with a lot. And just just didn't just never really got going like and and as like Kane said the problem with with him is that Curry plays ten yards further forward and he can get back Brown sits deeper because he knows he can't go forward and it, we just play we just retreat and the whole the, the way that he plays the game Brown you know you know poking at the the opposition and stuff he's just like oh come on mate just just do your job properly just sort your life out. I, I, we said this on a debrief. Like we've had some real hard nuts playing for us: Vinnie Jones, Mick Hartford's, proper Danny hard Baker, nuts. Ben Thatcher's. Yeah, proper hard nuts. Danny no, but Baker, ben, yeah. ben Thatcher's like who do it when you need it, when you want it done. Edgar Olsen's favourite player. And <laughs> Lee Brown's not a hard nut to me. He just does. He bowls around like he is, but I've never seen him crunch someone or go in with someone. He fell over when that guy touched him and got him sent off that time, and it was embarrassing. But you said recruitment, Danny. It brings a great link in. So well done for that. Thank you. Goes to Craig Cope and what we expect from him now as well. Not not the next six games, obviously, but next season. And he come out today and they had their interview and stuff. And Andy Forms now our head scout, which I think is a good move. We're using the guy from the Midlands who used to be, I don't know if he still is, but he was head scout at uh, West Brom. And okay. he was also scout at Bournemouth. Uh, what is his name? I'll get his name up in a minute. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like the interview with Craig Cope and I hope I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with him. And what he's going to do going forward. I know he's done a good job at Soliol, which is a lower level, but he did bring in people like Hudlin, which they sold for a lot of money, bought yep. in some good players. What What do you two think of him now and him going forward? 
Go on, Kane, you can go first. The, the summer will be the telltale sign, won't it? What do we actually bring in? Because at the minute, it's all words. Al Hamadi, he's been magic. Um, we just look like a mini Charlton. I don't know what you guys think at times. We're getting a lot of ex-Charlton coming to us. But let's see what he actually does, because at the minute, it's all talk as far as I'm concerned. I'm totally and utterly, completely and utterly in agreement with Kane. I, 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 talk is cheap. And we've, we've had so many false dawns of this bloke doing this and this person doing that. And we're going to be brilliant. And this guy's going to be amazing. And we haven't had it. And and the thing that struck, struck me quite quickly was that Craig Coe was talking about a style of play. Now, whether or not, the, if it's not the same as what we're doing now, firstly, why is it not? I guess the personnel that we've got, but also why... I'm fascinated with the whole where, who, somewhere along the line, someone has to make a call on a player and somewhere along the line, someone's got to make a call on a style of play. So if Johnny Jackson's making a style of play, you would think that he's probably making the last call on the player. If someone like Craig Cope's doing it, then Johnny Jackson has got to almost fit into line. So I think it's a really interesting combination and a, and a conversation, but I'd be fascinated to know whether we're going to play the same style of football now than we did them. See, see my, my thing with the head of football operations and one of my issues with it is that, with, with, with us, is that Johnny Jackson and Craig Cope are at the same level, I understand, at Wimbledon, where at other clubs, head of football operations is above the manager. And as you said, he picks the style of play we're going to play. He then goes, gets the players. Johnny Jackson then coaches the players and makes them better. And this is what we should have had under Robbo. And I think Robbo would have been a better manager and a better coach for us if we had that, we didn't. We had an absolute horrendous uh, football committee, which was our chairman, Robbo, and a guy who worked for Bet Betfair or something like that, which Will Daniels come in, done the best job that he could, but unfortunately was out of his depth with regards to what we needed. We've now fixed the issue. We've got Danny Macklin in who's going to be trying to raise money. And, and, as, and Danny gets a lot of stick, but he's always fronting it every time. I like Danny Macklin a lot. Uh, and I, I, I really do appreciate when he comes out and he's quite honest uh, and he he does things. And Craig Cope, I think, will do work, but I think he should be above the manager. Uh, and that, as I said, we brought in this Jeff Baskerville. Uh, he was a scout at Bournemouth and he was head scout at West Brom, working in that Midlands area, which I know that that's Craig Cope where he, I think Solihull is that Midlands area. And I, I agree that. I think we now need to know what kind of style of play we're... You know what I mean? Keep saying we're going to... No one's told us what style of play it's going to be. Is it going to be the Wimbledon style of play that we all we love and used to, or are we going to go back to where Johnny Jackson when he at the start of the season, which was passing it all around? I think the other thing as well is that we, from my perspective, and again, it's, I know it's almost impossible. I'd like to know what the ambition is. Like, are we next year? Are we talking about right? Come on, we're going to go automatic. We're going to go up. But you know, is that the kind of language we're using, or are we just in this? Are we now going to go from sixteenth to tenth? Or are we just treading water until the money gets paid off? Right. And if we do, all of a sudden, as you know, in the interview, it starts talking about the training ground, that it talks about the injury pre prevention and stuff. And the challenge I've got is that once you finish off paying off for one, then another one starts. And it's just where, at some point, we need to have a go at this league. We need to. If we're going to get any kind of movement as a club, we can't play this nonsense football in our I stadium. I, I hope we don't put any expectations on anything for next season because we did that at the start this year 
and it blew up in their faces. And I think if we went, yeah, we're looking at all max next year and we're in the same position this year, everyone's going to be going mental again. Yeah, but you, you just say we're going to be, we're, we're, yeah. what we're going to be is we're looking at top yeah, 10. But we don't want to go, we well, are. we're going to have a competitive budget again because then that blew up in our, I think we just need to say, look, we're going to try and, I think he was quite smart in his interview, Craig Cope, where he said the Wimbledon fans want 100%. That's all they want, kind of thing. And that is all yeah. we want, isn't it? We just want a team that's going to give 100% on that pitch. If we end up losing 1-0 to, say, Crawley, 1-0 at home, but we've had 23 shots on goal, we've we've tried to batter them, but they've just been a better team on the day, that happens, or they've just got... Like, like I went up to West Brom once, we got absolutely battered, and we scored a goal off our ass, and we all went mental and remembered it for that 1-0. That happens in football. But we just want a team that's going to give 100% and, and do that. Kane, what do you think? What, what are your expectations with Craig Cope? It's boring, but what we need is stability. We don't want a, the club be putting on for saying straight back up, playoffs. We've got to have a better season than this. This season has been worse than last year, in my opinion. We've got to be aiming 12, 12 upwards. Um, and we've got to have a style. How have we not got a style already, though? How many games have we played this season? We're nearly at the end. What is our style? And next season's going to be tougher as well. You've got Wrexham going to be coming through that league. Uh, they'll they'll go through that league easy, I think. You've already see with the players they've already signed. Uh, getting ready for next year, I think. They signed the Barrow striker. They obviously got Foster on loan or in, come in uh, from uh, retirement. Uh, Notts County, if they go up, they'll come through the league. Uh, the only good thing is I think the four teams coming down are pretty poor. So, yeah, we, they shouldn't be a big deal next year. But it's going to be a tough league next year. But, yeah, I'm I'm quite hopeful with what Craig Cope's doing. Danny Macklin's doing a good job, and I wish him well and his wife there. She's close to be giving birth. So hope that all goes well for Danny and his his wife and family. Uh, and I just think the play, we need to see a Wimbledon. I want to go back to Wimbledon, being Wimbledon again. I know everyone says, oh, you're boring now of the old school Wimbledon FC and all that. You talk about it too much, but... It's why I fell in love with football. It's why I fell in love with Wimbledon because we didn't give a shit who we were playing. We could be playing top of the league one minute, bottom of the league next minute. It didn't matter. We were going to batter you, and you weren't going to you weren't going to have any of it. So I'd like to see that return a hundred percent from the players. And I think for the last two years we haven't seen it from enough players. Danny, I I, I would love to see us move forward as a club and as a team but like Kane said I'm, I'm just going to sit tight and wait because I felt we had a really good summer in terms of recruitment and it turned out that for some reason I guess the, the the other big thing for me was getting loan players in We, you, I, I always feel like if you're going to get promoted you need good loan players you don't really get promoted unless you've got a couple of really good loan players coming in and all of ours left they all turn up and did one in January and um I guess the question is, can we? Is that is that endemic of being a League Two team where you do all right? Yeah, well, you can go up to League One. Um, but, but, da- but Danny, why does it happen to us? Leighton Orient did lose their best players, and this they, is the they're flying. That's, that's, well, this is exactly the point. Is that is that something that we're doing? Is it something that is endemic of League Two? But I don't see many guys from League Two coming back and going off and playing in League One or in what's his name's Young Coombs. He hasn't. I've not even seen him anywhere. No, he's a so, for beast still. He ain't gone on to. That's what I'm saying. Else. So it just you know we know Magoma's gone to MK. We know um, Towler went to Portsmouth. So it's clearly that we've got we're getting players in who are playing the league above. We we've seen that because they are. So in terms of the, the quality of player, we clearly have done a half decent job of that. But it's just a case of can we find players from clubs who are going to 
going to stay. I presume Hudlin hasn't played anything for West for Huddersfield. I mean, I've not I've not heard anything from him. No, he's, he's, really... at, he's at Huddersfield B as well. He, he's got a couple of goals for Huddersfield B. I mean, like Rodoni's left and done nothing. But well, yeah, I, I, I Rodoni's done time. amazing, mate. For Huddersfield, he's one of their best players. Yeah, but he hasn't, what I mean up. is he hasn't scored and he's barely assisted all year. Yeah, but they love him up there and he's... Oh, of course they love him, yeah, but it doesn't mean anything, He'll probably it? stay up. Yeah, but he's playing week in, week out for Huddersfield in the Championship, mate. So it ain't like he left us yeah, and done but... fuck all. Well, he what... has done fuck all because he hasn't done anything. What... He's got what four annoying... assists all year and no goals. I mean, come on, mate. Yeah, but he's giving 100% game. every week. and he's It doesn't matter. Week. It's a result of business. He's got 40 games as an attacking midfielder. He hasn't scored a goal yet. And he's got four assists. He's playing week in, week out in the championship, which is better he than any other. Oh, I think Rodoni's doing better than Asal. No. But at least you listen to Rodoni. You can't I don't even know where Asal is now. He's... Of course you don't. That's half your problem. Once players but... leave, you t- you switch off. You said that yourself. Yeah, I do. I don't care about him anymore. Exactly. But, uh, well there you go then. Our loans have got bit look at Orient, right? Orient have got the key the geese with Mitswitch, who's probably been one of the best players in this league. Itswitch ain't recalling him because they're a league above and they're doing okay and they've got players who are good. We need to be looking at our targets. I don't think we need to be hiring, looking at Chelsea or big Premier League. What we need is to sign strikers from Cambridge like Jana, yeah? No, but we need we need to sign people like Ali at Wickham. Wickham have got four, four or five strikers. They don't need Ali. So they go, there you go. He's come in and looked brilliant at League 2. Do we know how Look, much we paid for him, by the way? No, I don't, not sure. But Can I don't, million? I don't think it's a lot because they've got a, a what's it called, clause in there, ain't they? Uh, they get a percentage if we sell him on. Oh, right. Okay. And that's what... Uh, Bill of Ross McCormick, was who it? Who was the manager at the time? Who's gone to QBR? What's his name? Gav Wild thing. Yeah, he said uh, at the time, he said, we've got... Yeah, it's good for him. He's going to go. And if they sell him on, we, we make some money. But I think we need to be looking at the, the alleys, the littles. Imani Little came in. I know he's been poor recently and he's dropped off a little bit. But he was a player who was only one league... He playing for Forest Green, do you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And... They're the kind of players we they, we need decent league two footballers. We don't need prima donnas who have been in the Premier League. Yes, Kane. But hopefully this is why we've got Andy Thorne, ex Wimbledon, but his chief scout. He was at Coventry, Celtic, whatever. Hopefully he's going to have a good network. This hound of the Baskervilles, whoever he is, he's going to. <laughs> but we, we've got we've got to be looking because that was our that was our DNA picking up all the people that no one else fancied. We're not. We're not Wimbledon anymore. For me, old school, we got to get back, be Wimbledon. You turned up, you could beat anyone at the minute. The, the problem we got with that, Kane, is football's changed so much is that we picked up people like Chris Perry because Palace didn't want them. Do you know what I mean? And said, look, come here. The problem now is a lot of youth teams pick up, like Chelsea have got, what, a thousand players playing from all through their levels and, and, and what, two of them are going to make it? Do you know what I mean? So... That's the problem with football at the moment is every, no one. And also these kids are getting paid probably better than they would come into Wimbledon. So we go, oh, look, you can get a grand a week. They're probably going, well, I can get two grand a week sitting on the under 18s bench. Do you know what I mean? Football's just changed that much, unfortunately, that we can't do that. But I see, I that's why we're picking up the David Fishers and the people like that. Curry's Biller was playing Sunday league pretty much when we picked him up. So that's what we got. We got, and, we need the players who are going to come down and they're going to give 100%. And if they don't, then they can fuck off. But we don't do that. We're too scared of that kind of doing that. Yes, Kane. What we do need, though, is we're getting some too many older pros. Look at the injuries. So Pierce back in his day, I think, would have been awesome. He, to me, he's like Wimbledon, his mentality. But he's had it. Same as Brown. 
with this all this new campaign, we've got to be looking at how many games people can play, what their injury records are. We don't seem to do enough due diligence. Not it is hard, though. and I'm not disagreeing with Kane at all because we've almost gone the other way now. We didn't have any experience and now we've got a lot. I mean, the challenge is for me, I've always felt that the season kind of dropped off the minute Pell got injured. Felt Pell gave us some momentum and I think for me, he's ca- he's captain next year as far as I'm concerned. He would be the first name on the list. I'd say we're going to play Pell and we're going to work around you. We've got If we can keep one of the couple of fullbacks, I'd have Ali, Davison, Pell. Pell just behind the, the front two and then I'd be playing around it. I'd play 4-3-3 three, three, and I'd go that way. But, yeah. I think I think that's the big thing this next year, Dan. I think we need to get... We've not got... Behind Pell, there's nothing there. Woodyard's finished for me. Marsh is finished for me at Wimbledon. Do you know what I mean? I'd like to see McAteer come back on loan, but again, he ain't going to be the, that... That We need a tough tackling midfielder. We need a Woodyard from four or five years ago. Do you know what I mean? We've got to remember that I, as much as I don't like Woodyard, he did win player of the year a few years ago. He was solid. His legs are gone for me now. I just don't think he wants it anymore. We need to be looking at getting that because we have got a good spine. If you look, Danev's a good league two goalkeeper. Yeah, no matter. We need to get another keeper in to push him. But Danev's a good league two goalkeeper. You've got Callum Bay, who was a good centre back before his injury. I mean, hopefully he can come back. We've got nothing there. And then we've got Pell and two decent strikers, two decent fullbacks if we don't sell uh, Curry. And it, yeah, I think we need. There's a there's a strong position there. We said the other week, Dan. I think I I got rid of most of our players, and we only had about a squad of seven. So we have done that. Uh, Joe Mojo, who does our graphics, he he's been absolutely fantastic for us. He's put something together called a tier, uh, and I'm going to be putting that out uh, after as a tier maker, and you can move the players that you want into different uh, positions. So you keep them, get rid of them, and that began out. So yeah, regular starter, squad player, send on loan cash in let them go and he's put that all together that'll be going out and that's that's decent that joe done for us so thanks again to joe uh should we move on boys and come back in a minute and discuss the harrogate and sulfur games let's do it see you in a bit the wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans For the final part of the episode, and this is going to be previewing Harrogate and uh, Salford. Harrogate away on Good Friday. Uh, I thought we were going to come on here and moan a little bit about Harrogate because of the old ticket situation. But I've got to give the credit uh, to the club regarding sorting that out quite quickly with the AFC tickets. AFCW tickets on Twitter. Uh, Make sure if you're on Twitter following them. Uh, because they will be putting out information regarding the ticket situation for clubs going forward. I, I did think it was a bit stupid that the club, we only had 600 tickets for uh, Harrogate away. They sold out after the game on Saturday against Rochdale. And I know loads of people have got train tickets that haven't got match tickets now and are still going up to Harrogate. Uh, I was disappointed. There's a lot of people that were backing the club up on here, which I don't see how you can really. I know people are saying it's personal circumstances and personal, what's it called? Uh, they should be making sure. And a lot of people said you need to be booking, if you're booking your train tickets, why are you not buying your match tickets? Well, people have to buy train tickets at least 10 weeks in advance to get a decent deal. I looked at Harrogate the other day, a week before, because I thought I might go up. The two t- prices were £110 or £305. To get Jesus. to Harrogate, yeah. So I was like, that's not for me. But I think the club obviously realised there was an issue and that's why they've done this. 
because all they had to say was, look, Harrogate are doing their stand-up. We are only getting 600 tickets. Once 300 sold, we only got 300. How big a ground is Harrogate, by the way? It's not very big, and they hardly fill it. Well, I was going to say, with 600 tickets, I mean, and to be fair, get selling 600 tickets is a pretty good effort, isn't it? Yeah, mad. Mad, considering how shit we are. And people, I think people are going because Harrogate's a nice town. It's a new ground. And I think people are going because they want to go out there and tick that ground off. But as I said, there, there was people back in the club and saying, oh, do, do, do the club give individual rings to people to tell them, oh, look, the tickets are selling. No, just just don't take that long to just say, look, the, the club. But I, I give the club credit. Danny Macklin again. He listened. Do you know what I mean? I won't say. I won't say it was us that he listened to, but he listened. No, you to might as well say it. You what you always always bring up about is us or you. So why don't you just say it now? So and he, get it out he of the listened. Way. Say it now. He listened to us. To who? And uh, yeah, they've they've sorted out the issue that we got, uh, and going forward, people will not have a complaint regarding it. We had the same thing against Orient, though, didn't we, Danny? We sold out Orient without it, letting anyone know it was on sale. And the, my issue was that we never announced the tickets are on sale. That was my main issue. There was nothing. There was nothing on there to say. The tickets. What's your well, opinion, Kane? Sorry, yeah. Dan. I'm going to no, ask our guess if that's okay. Well, it's all right. If you want to have another one. <laughs> it, internally, that's our biggest problem. Comms, the way we talk. But if we can't do it internally, how do we expect to put it out to the fans? Do you know what I mean? We, we've got such a good fan base for the performances that come come on on a Tuesday and a Saturday. They need to do a little bit more for the fans. But Danny Macklin has done. For me, a really good job since he's come in. I, I kind of, I can't disagree with you. I, I, maybe I'm going mad, but I, I do feel as fans were pretty good. Maybe some of the play, fan players don't this year, but I feel over the last decade what this fan base has done to get us where we are and the and the hard work and the, every bits and pieces and for the football that we've had to endure. We have. I'm I'm amazed that anyone could even argue that we've been a really really good fan base, but. Like I said, I, I think, and, and again, it's a true testament. You look at away team following, homes, home attendances. We're obviously building something quite nicely, but we've got to get the football to back it up because I've got kids at school who are going to watch it and they're like, no, nah, I don't want to go anymore. So it's kind of, we're in a really, really weird position. Um, but the comms itself has been a real shame because like I said, there has been a number of times where you've said something and all of a sudden someone's brought it up. And I just feel like the comms is the one area, like Kane said, that we just don't, we don't seem to ever get right. Either the timing's wrong or the content's crap or it just, and like I said, I know Chris does a really good job in terms of the stuff that he's been doing, but I just feel like the timings at times have, are pretty woeful. No, I agree. Well, this is one of my major complaints. As I said, Harrogate, people said you should have taken personal uh, responsibility regarding getting tickets. My problem is we didn't even announce the tickets went on sale. So you had to go on to the, the actual website and then go into the sale bit, and then they were on sale, which some people did. Obviously, some people realised it was going to be a smaller ground, so there might have been a smaller allocation. Fair play to them people that have got their tickets. But, yeah, you, you it should have been announced, Harrogate on sale, get your tickets now, blah, 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 and then that would have been it, really. But, yeah, I agree. And I've got to say, our fan base has been fantastic. 600 to thing. I, I, I mentioned this on Debrief the other day, the... Uh, the, the, the players don't deserve our fan base at sometimes. Like on Saturday, Rochdale, we had the nutty Swedons come over from Sweden to watch Wimbledon play against Rochdale. They got a 1 0 defeat, hardly any shots. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, they're, they're spending hard earned money coming all the way over to, to watch us. They're going Grinsby away as well. I've got a friend, oh, John. They? 
Yeah, they're going good. We've got a friend, John Mayhew, uh, who hasn't missed a game this season. Had been every home and away game. That's do you know what I mean? And he's getting served up shit week after week. And he's still going. He's still going to Harrogate. I think he's now got to that point where he can't miss a game because he's got to go. Uh, Jonesy, Days of Speed, everyone knows Jonesy. Do you know what I mean? He, he hasn't missed a game this season as well. But he still loves it, to be fair. So I, I don't know how some people do it. But, yeah, they do. And fair play to him. Uh, Harrogate, right. So what do we expect on the pitch, boys? Are we expecting Harrogate are not a very good side? So no, but they're doing all right. I mean, I'm as usual. You know, I'm on the stat, I'm the on the brains of the operation, so I might as well carry on that role. <laughs> um, so basically, in terms of their form, they're doing not too bad actually. I mean, our form's pretty pretty pants. We've only got four points in the last five. Harrogate are actually on eight points in the last five, and they've drew, drawn and won in the last two games. In terms of their form at home. However, what's interesting for them is they're unbeaten in four. Oh, so nice. it gives you a bit of a flavour. Now, I don't know where, where you guys sit. I, I just don't see them going down. But at the same point, you know, they're on, you know, they're not doing particularly brilliant. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I think it's a really good opportunity to get a win. I don't, they're only, they're what, four points off the bottom two. Hartlepool, obviously, they're Rochdale, look like they're, Unfortunately, they might have gone already, which would be quite a shame for them. So I'm expecting a positive performance. I don't know about uh, um, Al Hamadi if he's fit or not. I don't know. I'd love to see him back and and up front. I just, to be honest, uh, but again, I mean, we can talk around it around the houses. I just want to see a bit of effort and a bit of commitment and a bit of fight and a bit of everything that we've been looking for. I don't think really the whole season. I, I don't feel like we've lacked trying at times. We've just been poor. I'd love just to change it up a bit and have one sitter, though. I'd love to play two up front or play a different formation, which allows us to have four at the back with one holder and then go, let the rest of them play, even 4-1-4-1, four, one, four, one, just to change that that sort of middle central midfield bit where we've actually got someone at the back who's basically like a quarterback gets it and pings the passes. And when we defend, we defend as a three. That would be good, and not having one guy on his own up front, but give him two. Now, whether that's Jana and Al Hamadi, whether it's Pearson, I don't really care. But I'd like to recognise the fact that we're not going to go down. We want to be aggressive. We struggled scoring goals, and we do something about it. That would be something that I'd like to see. Agree, agree, Kane. Your thoughts on the pitch? I think we've got to win it personally. I think that's one of our winnable games. I don't know what you think, but I thought they were one of the worst teams I've seen this season. Power lane, personally, when they played. Um, Pearson from the start, let's go at them, two up front. Let's look like we want to win the game from the start. No, I, I agree. I think, Har- uh, Danny said, unfortunately, they have kind of turned their form around a little bit. They are they're 19th in the form table after 16 games. Uh, the last 17 games, Dan, we've only won three games in 17 games. Jesus. So our form is, yeah, we've fallen off a cliff, really. I think that's even worse now because... Uh, Rochdale probably go above us. So I think we're bottom of the form table. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd like I'd like to see us even maybe go three up front. Do you know what I mean? What one up and then Pearson and January either side of our uh, alley. Do you know what I mean? Or you know, just go for it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Because we have got a really tough game coming up on Tuesday against Salford. Salford are going for the playoffs. So I think, yeah, we need to go for it. And I think Harrogate, as as Kane said, are they're not a great side. Do you know what I mean? They've turned their form around. I don't know who I think they beat. Who did they beat? They beat Barrow, I think, the other week, who were poor. Do you know what I mean? They're beating teams who this league is awful. So let's go for it. Let's go and try and attack them from the off. 
get in their faces and, and yeah, actually go for a win. Uh, and as Kane said, I think it's a winnable game. Kane, what formation are you playing? Are you are you playing four four two four three three? Are you who who are you starting up front? Well, Al Hamadi if he's fit. Who do we put up there with him? I don't. I, I want Pearson. I don't know Pearson. Could he not play out? Is he too small? But he's quick on the wing, isn't he? We've got to have Pearson two up front. We've got to have the standard ones at the back if they're fit, which I assume they all are. Ogundere can bomb forward. Curry. We've got Will if he hasn't, you know, pulled hamstring doing his lace. What's um, happened to Callum Boy? He's got a long term. He's had operation, I think. He's uh, yeah, he was in hospital the other day. But with what though? No idea. We're not. No one. We told, no one. We no. We don't. No one knows. I no. It was nah. his knee. Is it not a knee operation? It's, he okay. had an operation. No one knows. But and we, Pierce. We, Pierce. No one knows again. We we were on we were on the debrief the other day when someone mentioned about our injuries and stuff that was in the program. Uh, the club made a decision to pull it from the program as well. So the club don't want us knowing what injuries we've. So let got. me get this straight. We've got two two basically our our first choice centre backs, and no one has a clue what's happened to them or where they are when they're back. What about Pell? No, I mean, I mean, our two no, centre backs. That's what I'm saying. But... Pell, well, I don't know what's going on with Pell. All day. No, no, that's I, what I'm I, saying. I no one you. knows what's going on with Davidson. No one knows what's going on with Pell. No one knows what's going on with our two centre backs. And this again, we were talking about comms earlier. It was. Gary Jordan said it was a club decision to pull it from the programme. Because you know you had that little injury section in the programme and like Davidson's got a hamstring back in two weeks, blah, blah, blah. They've pulled but why that. Would you, why would you pull it? Because apparently it gives the information to the opposition clubs and they'll use that against us, even though we've only won three games in 17, right? How the fuck are we saying that it, it, we're, they're using it against us? Because it hasn't worked now, is it? We're losing every week. So just tell everyone who, who's injured. Do you know what I mean? So they can set up against us because it don't fucking work. It really annoys me. It's such a lame excuse to say. It's hard. It's hard. It doesn't look like it's affected you at all. You don't even look remotely <laughs> rattled. Well, don't get it. Like even Danny Macklin even said the other day, I've not worked at one club where we've given the, like, we've given the injuries because the opposition use it. You know what they should do? Email the opposition manager now. Email the Arrogate manager and say, this is all the players that we got out. Do you know what I mean? Because it won't make a blind bit of difference because you'll have people like Woodyard just walking around the pitch. It doesn't make a difference. Just tell us who's injured. Do you know what I mean? And then we know who's going to be starting on Saturday. Because, one, I'm a betting man, so I like to bet on who's going to first goal score. But I ain't got a clue because they don't know if they're playing or not. That is a ridiculous excuse of why they don't tell us who's injured or not. I've got nothing else to say. Sorry, mate. I've on a couple of rants tonight. Because you, uh, yeah, I, I, do you know what? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm just getting um, f- fed up, Dan, of being treated like an absolute prick by this football club <laughs> week on, week out. It's been poor. People say to me, oh, you're very negatively. Yeah, well, what, what am I meant to be positive about with the club at the moment? Because it is negative. Because we just is, lost though. to the bottom team really badly and but, I'm meant yeah. to go, oh, that's good. Yeah, at least we've got a fucking club. Yeah, but... It, I, I, don't, I don't want to use bad language, but it doesn't help when you are actually a brick. I mean, that is the problem. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and with you, it, that, it, that, it comes hand in hand. It comes with the territory. So, hold on. We've, <laughs> we've been bombing into Harrogate. We've completely missed out Salford. So, from the two games, what we what would be... What's a fair return? What Three are you points. taking before? Three points, Kane? Is that fair? 100%. I think we'd do well to get three points in those two games. Wouldn't settle for two? No, no chance. No, you wouldn't take two I, draws. No. I think Salford are a bit too strong, but you just—it's difficult. I think we're right. I think I—I I, I wouldn't be happy with two two points there. I really wouldn't. We, we're coming into six games to go. 
as you said earlier, we need to like unleash this team now. Go look. Six games to go. We're not going down. If, do you know what I mean? If he goes to two defensive midfielders in both, I just can't. I just we need to start attacking. To would you would you take a loss then, like a four three or a three two, but look like we're having a go? Yes. Would you take that over yeah, the win? I've always said that. I've said that to you before. Especially at the moment, we have got. No, it's win win at the moment. Go with Bendall. Do you know what I mean why play the same team every week? Change it around now. We've got six games to look at some players now. Look at changing it around. Look at attacking team. If we lost four three to. Uh, Harrogate, but we went at it and they went at us. And then we say we drew with Salford or even lost 1 0 to Salford. But we went out. I, I'd happily go, well, well done. Because okay. that's what I want to see now. I want to see 100%. But I want to see us going at teams, trying different things, going right. Tony Boa's nephew, which I don't think it is his nephew, on the bench, coming on last 10 minutes and going, look, have a look. So you're basically saying that the next six, if we can get to a point where. The, the results are almost irrelevant. The perf- team performance is all of, almost irrelevant, but you know then these are the players that we want moving forward. That's got to be the primary aim. I'd like to see us, like we said earlier, Craig Cope's talking about the style of play next season. I'd like to see us trying to implement that now in his next six games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And saying this yeah. is what we're going to be doing next season. Do you know what I mean? If that's long ball shit, if that's passing it around the back, this is what we're doing. Get on board with it now. Please support it. Please get behind us. I think the player, the fans would. Not this next year. We're going to have a competitive budget. We're going to be going for the top three, as you know what I mean, and playing like nonsense again. Let's actually put Bendel in, put Ogundiri right back, put Curry left back, play like a star play. We're going to go after teams. We're going to get the ball forward. Ali's going to score a couple of goals. Do you know what I mean? And boom, they're there. We've got players that are injured. Yeah, we don't know if they're injured. How long they're out for? Because the club don't think we're we're good enough to know that information. But just go for it. Just go for it. That's what I'm saying. Go for it. Can you in agreement? 100%. Right? No one will moan if we give it everything on that pitch, win, lose, or draw. But it's too lame every week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch game, Danny. Like, I know you haven't seen it, but Kane backed me up on this. It was poor from the first minute we got we got in it. But everyone was buzzing after Walsall because we actually played, a, we gave 100%. Do you know what I mean? It weren't a great game. Walsall were really, really poor. But you could see players out there giving 100%. And, uh, <coughs> I guess the annoying thing for League Two is that's all you need to do. Like, we're not talking about you don't have to be a superstar football team. You've just got to out-battle them, commit, etc. And and un- unfortunately, to not do that in League Two, where, frankly, you don't go up because your players are better. You go up because you out-dog people or you out-battle. That's yes. how you go up. We know, we know that. When and you're in League One, signed, you've got to play a bit of football. That's why we signed the Pels and things. Yeah. Hundred percent, and 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 the problem I got, and 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 I always say you could you never blame the fans because the fans are always there, but maybe we are to blame a little bit this season, because I said to you if we went down from League One, would it be the worst thing in the world going into League Two? Because we were getting battered every week in League One, it was getting poor. Four teams go down, and then I thought we'd absolutely do all right in League Two with some of the players. We said Marsh would be a good League Two player. Woodyard would probably be a good League Two player. Do you know what I mean? And all and, and unfortunately, they haven't been even good in League Two. And maybe we should look at ourselves and go, our expectations need to change a little bit. But the players on the pitch just need to give 100%. That's all we ask for. Johnny Jackson, Cope, Macklin, you, you've got our trust at the moment. Don't fuck about with it because we want to see 100% on that pitch. Do you know what I mean? And just... Just yeah, just give us something, man. It's just been so poor now for a year or two. I know loads of people are just so fed up they're not even bothering anymore. Look, I did I went to the farm last Saturday. 
I didn't even watch the game. I went, so I took the kids <laughs> to the farm, mate. And I saw a pig running faster than Alex Woodyard. <laughs> I'm not surprised. He saw some ketchup coming at him, did he? <laughs> In a butter, yeah. Good one. Well, I'm expect I'm expecting a uh, a positive performance, uh, and I and I think, I think like I said, I, th- I think we'll get something at Harrogate, um, and if we get anything out of Salford, it'll be good. And I, I agree with you. I think three points out of the two is a fair shout, and I think it does give us win loss, win loss potentially. I think that gives us something. But if we can, if it's going to be one of them sort of very very challenging Friday Easter Fridays, should be a really exciting day for football. That would be yeah, that would be an absolute killer. Right, predictions. Give us some predictions. 2-0 Wimbledon against Harrogate. 1-1 against Salford. I'm going for four points. I'm the eternal optimist. Yeah. We're also going to see a few Lazaruses come back from injury, which will be good. Um, so I'm going to say 2-0 against Harrogate. They're going to implode a little bit because they're struggling and we're just going to play a little bit better away from home. I'm going to say Hamidi gets one. Um and I think that we're going to draw with Salford. I think that's going to be a dogged game. Not much in it. We'll, we'll nick a goal. They'll nick a goal. I'm going to go four points from two. Okay. Kane? 2-1 Wimbledon against Harrogate. We can't keep clean sheets. Uh, one all Salford. And Alhamid is going to get to double figures. He's going to score one in both games. Okay. I'm going 3-2 Wimbledon against Harrogate. Oh, okay. Oh. Same as before. <laughs> Well, if we if we go for it, we can't. We will we'll concede goals. That's that's a given. I think I think Harrogate will go for it as well. I don't think they can go down. So I think they'll go for it. Uh, and I think we'll lose one nil to Salford. I think it could be one all, but I I think we yeah we'll lose one. I think again as long as we give a hundred percent, I don't care anymore, Dan. And, and uh, that's the thing. I think people got to that point now where they just they're past caring. With the last couple of years, it's been so bad that. There's not even it's not even toxic, you know. Like last year, it was getting toxic. Like against Rochdale, people just knew what was going to happen and just walked out. They're just they're not. You know I mean, I know someone who messaged me today, Connor. He's been on. He said that he left after about forty minutes and went to the pub and didn't come back out. Forty minutes, and they just had enough. People just had enough, and they're just. I think they're just done. I think this season needs to come to an end as soon as possible. We need to clear out, get rid of some dead wood, and then see what we do next year. But yeah, I just want to. I want to see us next six games. Let's go for it. Give let's give have some energy. Something. Yeah, give yeah. us something to talk about next week. Yeah, right. Kane, thanks very much for coming on. Absolute pleasure, Danny. It's always been a pleasure talking to you. No, uh, don't say it unless you mean it. I'm glad you're back from your holiday. Uh, You've got a nerve. <laughs> thanks to second uh, time. I've, second time. Thanks I've to our, our sponsor, Season Master, the uh, the guys, Gary Fletcher and the boys down in. I think it's all the shot. Oh, Farnborough, something like that. He lives down there somewhere. Uh, thanks for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, we'll be back with the Sunday debrief on Sunday at 7.30, talking about the Harrogate game and anything else anyone wants to talk about. Me and Danny will be back next week on the podcast. Uh, your number one AFC Wimbledon podcast. Uh, come on, you dons. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had and Dream. Get involved. Buy the fans for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.